When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Thanks for downloading The Sun Ranto Show for early and ad-free access to The Sun Ranto Show, including a ton of great perks and our Discord server. Please subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month. There are free trial memberships available. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff years out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sorrento. Sorrento. Sorrento and the love of a loser. Sorrento. Sorrento. Sorrento and the love of a loser. Sorrento. My name is Corbin Burns, and I've just been traded to the Orioles. Just kidding! My name's Danny Rocket, um, and I am one of the hosts of the Sun Ranto Show, and the voice you just heard is Michael Cotton. How you doing, Michael? Oh, my God. I need this show so bad. The last, like, three days at work have been insane. And yesterday, technically a day off. I wasn't supposed to work at all. I worked a ton. Uh-oh. Wait, because- I, just, I feel like I just pulled your string. And, like, and then my boss told me that I was off, and then he called me in for lunch, and I had to work through lunch. And no, I, I just had to get some <laughs> crap done. 
and I had to go like tow my truck, man. It's just been a day. I've been looking so forward to hanging out with you and IFG and the ranchers and just have Where's IFG? Yeah, well, she's not here. Unfortunately, IFG has been dealing with her own crap. I talk about uh, she's going through some car trouble and stuff like that. So she couldn't drive to the show today. <laughs> so she <laughs> won't be here. My name is actually Danny Rocket, not Corbin Burns. And this show is brought to you by uh, the Bleacher Bunch Productions and also our 104 patreon members now i know that number sounds low from all the numbers that i've been giving you in the past but it's because i guess so many people joined up at this time and they've got a lot of canceled credit cards out there so if you did not get charged for this month and that means you're not going to be in the discord and you're not going to have all the privileges like the uh ad-free feed of the podcast and also cubs pod and all the other things that come with being a patreon member messages of love that we send from time to time um if you won't be getting those unless you update your credit card so it, every time i see a big drop off like that it, that's always the reason I'm, so check it, it out and that makes and that makes sense it's the start of a new year you know people get credit cards this time but here, here's my thing that i just recently found out i once gave what i thought was a one time donation to a local newspaper here in iowa city and i have actually I just gave them my third one-time donation, uh, and I got notified that, you know, like, I'm still supporting them. I'm like, what the hell? And I looked, and they are using a credit card that expired six months after the first time that I gave the donation. Somehow so they I'm, get through, yeah. So How is that possible? Like, I don't we understand. can't do it. How did they understand. use a credit card that expired I did it in January. It expired in June, three years ago, and I'm still to Michael's bitch fest. Michael's in here talking about his job. He really no, needs just, to talk I'm about just the Cubs. Like, he'd rather we just wanted to talk about expired credit cards. Nobody, no, but we we can't run our we can't run these people's credit cards. They drop off. We can't do it. Yeah. But somebody out there has figured out the the master plan on how to do that because they're taking my money for years. I know. I just I just paid for uh, accidentally a um, a VPN that I, I I thought I was like, damn it, uh, $79 too. But I get like four more years of it. I was like, oh, anyway, uh, we digress. Uh, hashtag chance in the chat if you want to win a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom uh, tonight. And in fact, and we're going to give away all sorts of prizes tonight. We've got the Patreon prize of the month. We're giving that away to one of the lucky patrons. You can get in on it if you uh, subscribe right now. Uh, we're also going to be giving away the Amazon prize in the month because we missed our last show because, uh, A, nothing happened, and, B, uh, we didn't have time to do it. <laughs> so and Yeah. Some, then- sometimes the world works in perfect ways. We didn't have time, and also the Cubs just didn't do anything as they've done for many weeks. Well, they did do something. We got some stuff to talk about. Well, no, now we do. We didn't last week, though. Exactly. And I want to kind of shout out our uh, super-duper renters right now, Blake Beard's Tickets, Lawrence at Rogue Wave Creative for graphic design, and also this hat I'm wearing right now, the Cubs PS Plus podcast. That's our friend Mike Waller. And just want to shout him out specifically because he is our number one patron. And I want people to know that. 
that Mike Waller is one of the biggest financial supporters of this show, and he has his own podcast. So uh, shout out to him. Thank you so much for, I mean, having any kind of Patreon regular support makes us be able to throw things like Ranter Fest in the future, makes us, uh, you know, look at the future and say, hey, we have money to do cool stuff like I want to shoot like a bitch clock outside this year, you know, and do it at Ball Hawk Corner. You know, now I can, I'm like, oh, I got a little extra scratch from Mike Waller. I'm going to buy the bitch clock spinny wheel and we're going live, people. We're going live this summer. And and I just thank him and all the other Patreon patrons for understanding that it takes money to do this this job that we technically are doing for free. So that that that's awesome. Thank you so much, Mike. You make this possible. Um, I'm going to thank you just slightly less than Danny's thanking you because I didn't get a hat like that. No, he, and this was the last hat. <laughs> I got the last hat too. Oh um, man! Well, let me sweat this through, and then I'll give it to you. There you go. Yeah. Make, get it, get it game used, and then auction it off. But I do have uh, some more good news about tonight, and that is Cody Del Mendo is going to be by in about five minutes from the Chuggo podcast, which he loves it when I call it Chuggo. It turns him on, and um, he had Tommy Hadavi on the show along with his co-hosts, and it's um, it was great. Tommy Hadavi, really interesting guy to listen to. If you get a chance to listen to that podcast on the uh, CHGO, which is how you find it, in the Chuggo, you won't find it. CHGO podcast from, uh, what are they called, All City, I think, something like that. Anyway, it's a great listen. Um, Tommy Hadavi did a great job, and I kind of learned a lot from him uh, it, uh, about – how he feels about the fans, about how he feels about some of the pitchers that the Cubs have, and you know his excitement. Listening to that was infectious, but we'll have Cody talk about it. But the Cubs, there are some new Cubs to talk about, and let's get into it. Let's. We've got a new Cub named Happy Hector. Happy, <clears throat> that's his nickname. Happy Hector Naris is what they call him on the streets. Um, I love this move. Everybody loves the move. Nobody seems to be sad about the move. I'm putting up his stats. Read him and weep. I mean, read him and smile. I'm sorry, I'm so used to say read him yeah. and weep. Those are those are good stats. It's a it's a nine million dollar. It's basically a nine million dollar one year deal with a club option for 2025. But that actually, if he pitches more than uh, in 60 games or has 45 like finishes to games and then some weird stuff like isn't on the IL on the last day of the game year <laughs> like that was one of the things the last game of the year he can't be on the IL so we'll be watching for that we'll we'll have the IL watch there at the end of the year and uh then it becomes a a player option and then he can choose to have a nine million dollar uh, player option for the the next year, yeah, and then there's also bonuses too. Interesting contract in that way. We're gonna see his ass dressed in bubble wrap the last month of the season. <laughs> it's just gonna be out there, just like uh, wrapping in like Amazon packaging, just coming out. Um, well, no, and, I, I can't pitch. And today, the way uh, the, the way the Cubs use some of these guys, right? Like you know, he's gonna hit. Like if he's good. He's gonna hit sixty five, sixty six, sixty seven games. They're gonna or, or more like. 
how how many times do we get through a season and there's one guy on the team who's pitching like every other game? Yeah, well, I'm feeling this guy gives us 69 games this year. Nice. Yeah, but I mean... That would actually be very nice if he did that first. It would be great. The velocity was down at the end of last year, but he was freaking nails. And you're not going to... That was the best year of his career at age 34. He had a 171 ERA for Houston. I mean, just minuscule... Oddly, though, Houston gets best years out of old pitchers' careers a lot, which is weird, weird, right? Yeah, they got something in the water down there. Um, So, but the strikeout numbers are there. He's, you know, 10.1 per nine last year. I mean, they're predicting a regression of like over a run, (laughs) really, uh, uh, on his ERA. So it's. But still, the, you know, you get an ERA dude in his um, in the threes coming out of the bullpen. A lot of experience, and uh, I like the move. There's a couple more guys they picked up, and this is like more scrap heapy kind of stuff. But there's, uh, well, let me start with this guy, Richard Lovelady. Oh my God, oh, Richard Who's- Lovelady. <laughs> that that's how you know that your parents hate you from the moment you're born. When they, when their name is Love Lady, and they're like, you know what, we're gonna go with Richard, and it, 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 it's no good either way. If his nickname's Dick Love Lady, not good. Even if it's Rich Love Lady, Rich Love Lady is slightly better than Dick, but still not good. Yeah, come on, Dick, Dick Love Lady. Oh, it's such a good. Day. His parents might have been porn stars. I'm not sure, but. Uh... <laughs> He he certainly pitches like he gets fucked a bunch. And um, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'll be here all week. How's the steak? <laughs> Try the trout. It's fr- fresh in today. Um, but no, he's, this guy's had some major league experience. He's not that old. You know, he's 27, 20, 27. He'll be 28 this year. He was with Oakland last year, so that doesn't really count as major league experience. Well, and- and he was broken in 2022. He didn't pitch yeah, at all. He didn't pitch at all. And then he was with KC before that, still had a great name, and did much better. So maybe this is like a reclamation project. We certainly need a lefty. The other lefty they picked up was a guy named Blake Wyman, who really hasn't broken the major leagues. And uh, he is the same age as Dick Lovelady. But... Um, I'll leave this dude's stats up here uh, for a moment. It's not quite that impressive, but he does throw with his left hand. I mean, this is a dude that in college had an ERA in the fives, 5.68. Yeah. He was, in the minors, he was under four, 3.89. But, I mean, just goes to show you, throw with your left hand and have some stuff, and you'll hang on. This dude's 27. Blake Ryman. Right. No, and I, and I looked up a little bit, so – Evan Altman over there at Cubs Insider wrote about these guys. They got picked up after pro days at driveline. So apparently they're over there. And so, you know, whatever stats we're looking at here, um, obviously tell us what they've done, but apparently they've gone to driveline and they've, they're putting some new stuff together. And uh, that's why the Cubs kind of got excited about them and, and sign, but I mean, these are still just minor league deals with, you know, hopes and dreams, yeah, hopes and dreams. And then and here's Thought, another thoughts guy and was, prayers, whatever it is. Here's some, here's another guy. This guy sounds like a country singer, Sam McWilliams. So we got him. He's, he's a righty. 
Also, like, you know, I don't know what these guys are seeing. This might be the only time we ever say their name. Um, this also is in the land of, I guess that's cool. <laughs> like, he was in Mexico, and they're like, hey, bring Sam McWilliams up from Mexico. Heard he plays a mean guitar. He's played on He's played in eight different organizations and gone to Mexico, which that's always like really interesting to me. What's he doing that eight different teams have been like, okay, now we're going to give you a shot. We're going to try. He's doing something interesting out there, right? Now, clearly, it hasn't been enough or he hasn't been successful with it, but... uh, I, I always find it interesting when guys that don't seem to have much major league, I don't know, chances, and they still just keep bouncing around to all these different teams. Yeah, well, somebody's got to play those minor league games. and um, the <laughs> Maybe that's all it is, yeah. Now, here's a guy, an old friend that came back, and he signed a minor league deal, which is Carl Edwards Jr., which I know we're all rooting for him. And, man, he hasn't been that bad. I don't know why this guy can't, like, stick around and get a major league deal. I don't understand it. Like, he wasn't bad last year. He played for D.C. Um, He only got into 32 games. He had a 369 ERA. Nice. I mean, the walk numbers are high. 4.8 per nine and only 6.8 strikeouts per nine last year. But, you know, if he's a pitch-to-contact guy, that's not who we thought we had. But he was good the year before with Washington. So, I don't know. Cubs, they brought him back for some reason. And um, for some reason, we brought this guy back on the show. And uh, <laughs> his name is Cody Del Mendo, and he's from the Chuggo Show. The CH, it's, if you want to look for it, though, you can't look up Chuggo. you got to look up CHGO. Welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. Cody, how are you? What's I, up, guys? Uh, I Danny, tell him all the time I, he shouldn't be saying these things. Calling <laughs> you, Chuggo. I, I, you know, I feel bad. It's not on me at all. I, I would never say. Something well, like Danny is the only <laughs> one that is allowed to say it, and I won't uh, get pissed about it. Even though I don't really get pissed about it anyway, since everyone does it. But Danny's <laughs> the one guy where I, for sure, will never even get pissed about it anyway, just because you know he's my guy. But um, it honestly just would be weird if, if Danny greets me and doesn't say Chuggo. So, yeah, now I want to do it the other way just because I feel like I painted myself into a corner with it. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Like it, it just doesn't feel right if he doesn't say it. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But Well, well anyway. I listened to the pod the other day with Hadavi on, and it was it was really interesting to listen to him and how much how in love with some of the pitchers on this team made me excited for it. And what were your biggest takeaways from talking to Tommy? Well, first off, the Tommy Hadovy is a great dude. Um, I mean, and I already kind of felt that way about him anyway, but I think he showed his personality a little bit more the second time around on our show. He came on our show around this time last year. Um, but, you know, I feel like we got him to open up a little bit more with us. Uh, if you listen to it, the very one of the last things he talks about is just like the fans and stuff. Because I, I brought up Lauren Wisdom to him, and if ever like if you're in this chat, YouTube chat, whatever, uh, she's one of the more prominent um, people on Cubs Twitter, and she's like, she's like the only person I know who has a Tommy Hadovy jersey, <laughs> Fame, famed Cubs caroler. This yeah, year, Lord. yeah, mm-hmm. that too. Yes, yes, we were hanging out at Nisei Lounge together, right? Yeah. Um. Anyway, I think that 
in general, he's, he's a really great dude. And I think he has a lot of great insight on obviously pitching and stuff like that. And um, to me, my biggest takeaway from that conversation with him was, <laughs> and maybe this is more of just the fan of me, but like the mound visits. Cause like, I, I don't like, I'm not Brendan. I'm not Brendan. Like if yeah. you, that Brendan struck Miller, me too. He, he's like the big, like, like the pitching guy he has all these graphs and understands what the hell these Wait, guys are doing. Drive line. I listen. You, you guys are talking about drive line. I don't know what they're doing at drive line, bro. Brendan like, begged for a job. Brendan <laughs> on the show got on the and he begged Tommy Hadovy to pitch an inning. Right. <laughs> With his seventy did. mile mop per up. hour, yeah, yes. mop up he, duty he, he, in a blowout. He did do that, but. Anyway, like he's like a pitching nerd, and and I'm not. So what what I what I what I like about Tommy Hadovy the most as a fan <clears throat> is the fact that it seems like more often than not he goes out like when a guy starts to struggle or go down the wrong path when they're out there. Tommy Hadovy comes out there, and somehow, some way, things get fixed or right on, on the on the right path. So him kind of talking about the how he does mound visits with his you know going out there to talk to someone like Kyle Hendricks compared to Jordan Wicks. Uh, for example, he kind of mentioned that in the show. And uh, I just think he, you know, he I think said, he's, he's a great guy to have around in the, in this clubhouse. And honestly, like the Cubs should do whatever it takes to keep him. I, I totally they, agree. He's it's to me, he has been able to help so many guys. Like you guys were just talking about these random dudes that we never had heard of. Yeah. I don't, I don't, he, he doesn't fix all of them, but he's fixed a handful of them. And, uh, you know, we'll, well see he, what happens with those guys, but he, I just feel like he brings out, he helps bring out a lot of good from some of these guys that are like trying to make a career in the major leagues. Well, and, and hopefully, I mean, so he wasn't around when Carl was here the first time. When I believe they, he was, I thought he was, he just wasn't the pitching coach. He wasn't the pitching coach. Well, because he was in the organization. If you remember, they had him, you know, they had Carl tip tapping and doing all sorts of weird stuff. And so I'm hoping maybe with Hadavi there, maybe at the top of it, maybe that's what needed to happen. And hopefully he can find whatever that thing is that we all saw in Carl for a while before all of a sudden he came out one season and we had no idea what he was doing. I thought it was hilarious that he said that one thing about mound visits is he knows they're not listening to him. (laughs) And so he's like, they're in their own zone. They're already thinking about what they got to do next. And so he does a lot of nonverbal communication. And I thought that was, he just tries to, I I don't Mm. think it's, you know, they always say, oh, he's going out there to calm them down. I think that is the truth, but the way to do that is not by like telling him a bunch of information. That's gonna yeah. make him crazier. Yeah, you just go in there and be like, you know how to do this. You just you're you know you've you've studied this guy. You know what to do, and I believe in you right now. And and it seems to work a lot of times. But it you know it's always hilarious when. The guy, he goes out there, the next pitch, it's a dog, three-run homer. <laughs> well, whatever he told him, he should tell him something yeah. different. Yeah, um, I mean, he's not perfect, right? But I just I just feel like if you look at – I know these last handful of years haven't exactly been great. You know, they haven't made the playoffs. But I just feel like when you look at the pitching and guys that, you know, guys that no one expected to do much, I just feel like he deserves a lot of credit. I mean, Julia Merriweather is probably the biggest – the big biggest success story from that kind of perspective, you know, 
people wanted him DFA'd after like one appearance, right? And then he ended up being like <laughs> their second best reliever for the entire year. Uh, so, yeah, I just I think how he does things is really good. And, we never um, know and, how much is the coach and how much is the player figuring things out. And we, right. we just really don't know. I mean, right. because we're not looking at it every day. But what we are looking at every day is like the fandom. And what I was really struck by, too, I, and it sounds like you were as well, was that Hadavid really does consider the fans to be part of the team. And yeah. he says that we make a difference in how everybody goes to work in the day, uh, during the day, at coming to, to Wrigley. The support that he gets um, from all of us um, is tremendous, he was talking about. And I feel like the entire bullpen feels that. And, um, mm. and that really came through on your show. But also... The way he talked about Carl, uh, Carl, uh, and that's his name, Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Carl Dricks. Um, but the way he talked about him, it almost made me think that we have two pitching coaches on the team. Yeah, it feels like, and I've learned this over the last year, just you know, with with Ryan being in the clubhouse every day and and getting to talk to people, I've kind of realized that that's how the Cubs kind of view Kyle Hendricks. And maybe that's why he's the last guy from 2016. Like I know seven years ago, we would have never guessed that Kyle Hendricks would have been the last guy from that team to be here. But I think that's how the Cubs kind of view him. And I think that they will, because of what he does to help young guys, I think that they're probably going to try and keep Kyle Hendricks around. It's not like he's ever going to cost you a ton of money. Um, he just seems like a really um, – Really good, ins- gives really good insight and, and helps the young guys. He really talks about that a lot, and he's not the only one. I feel like a lot of a lot of the guys have talked about that in some of the interviews that we did at Cubs convention. Jordan Wicks talked about Kyle Hendricks a lot. Um, Abra Alzales talked about him a lot too, um, to Ryan and Luke. And so, like, I think Kyle Hendricks has more value on this team than like what the casual fan would would think, in my opinion. I know he's not going to blow 100 miles per hour down you, and he's not like a lead or anything like that. But he's he just, barely he's blows just 90, right? <laughs> he's just solid, and like I'm never going to let go of the fact that you know in the postseason he's really good. So the Cubs just have to get to the postseason for season. The hell is that? <laughs> right, playoffs, <laughs> right? Like, and and you know he can prove he can continue to prove that the kind of I think it's that mentality that he has, like the just the the blank face mentality that he has that helps him pitch well in the postseason. But well, you know, I, I I think that Kyle is is kind of underrated and even Tommy said that like you know last something year, about man, how you take him for granted sometimes. The, I mean look at the, the he had a no hitter like into the in seventh or yeah. I think it was the eighth inning. Eighth inning? Yeah. yeah. I mean come on now. It, the dude still got it if you can go I mean San Francisco was it, was not the team playing across the bay. Right. It wasn't the A's. Not like you're oh hit no hitting them. It's San Francisco was decent. Mm-hmm. It was probably about like how we were. But I mean, <laughs> so he still got it in the. He's just a smart pitcher. And then, yeah, well, it's great it's, to have it, him on the team. It's still it's that smarts that make him fun to watch because he, you know, Cody, like you said, he's not throwing a hundred. He's not. He's not out there. People aren't. People don't really talk too much about his stuff other than to say, like, it works well together. But when you think about that, like, that's in his brain. 
especially with him because he's calling his own shots, right? Sure. He's out there with the uh, with the pitch track, whatever the thing that is. Track it's man. Tom. Yeah, Pitchcom or whatever. Pitchcom. Yeah, but he's out there Pitchcom, calling his yeah. own his own thing. Yeah, you know, so he's really into it. And for me, especially watching, like if I'm at the game, it's not as good because I'm too far away and I can't really see mm-hmm. it. But when I'm watching on TV, like it's really fun to watch him throw a game because you really get to see how he's putting those things together and just fooling the batters. Yeah, yeah. and that's experience. Yeah, yeah. Then, I mean, it it helps too the. Like the Cubs have a really good defense behind him now. And like, that's one of the reasons why he was so effective in 16 as well. Like, you know, they had a great defense behind him. And so I think he also, I think he can, I I think he can continue to do what he's done for, you know, however many more years. It it was unbelievable what he did when he came back last year. I mean, I had no expectations. Hell, I was kind of down on him going into last year. I was, I was, you know, I had short leash. I was like, if he's not good, man, like we might have to finally cut ties. Like I, that going into last year, that's how I felt. And then he proved me wrong. And, you know, I'm happy he did. Like I, I, I love the guy. <laughs> and Tommy's saying, I want him to get better. And, yeah. Or he wants to get better. Like he is actively trying to be a better pitcher still. He's not just, you know, it, learning new pitches, like figuring out stuff to do to guys because the game constantly changes. What dudes are looking for is constantly changing. What guys are throwing is constantly changing. And Kyle's just always been location, location, location. He's the freaking real estate. Um, But I want to go through some of these names here um, in the bullpen because there's been a lot of changes. And I just mentioned those guys that probably won't make the bullpen. And hopefully Carl Edwards Jr. does because that'd be fun. But um, Yancy Almonte, Jose Quas. Mark Letter Jr. from last year, Julian Merriweather, Adbert Alzali, Luke Little we saw a little bit of, Daniel Palencia who's got good stuff. We just DFA'd Michael Rucker today. I don't think anybody gives a shit. Um, and then uh, <laughs> Brandon Hughes. Sorry, sorry, Michael. You seem like a nice guy. but um, <laughs> poor, poor, poor Michael Rucker yeah, out there. He's, he's, he's listening right now in just one tear. Yeah. Just came yeah. down and he turned it off. So and then Brandon Hughes went to the D back, so he's gone too. He was on my list, and now he's gone. Um, yeah. So, but I think they had you paid him. So those are your like bullpenning guys, mm-hmm. uh, and and then you add Naris to it, which which we know that that's in there too. Mm-hmm. So that is a decent list. I think that you can piece a lot together. You got uh, you got Craig filling it out, knowing yeah. how to uh, deploy it, and then you've got all these swing dudes, tons of them. Assad, Wisniewski, Keegan Thompson, Drew Smiley. Then you're looking at um, Ben Brown making an appearance at some point. Jordan yep. Wicks, who came up last year. And then Caleb Killing, we don't know. Like, I guess we they gave him, like, one chance, and then we never saw him again. Yeah. So, But still, he's, in that, he's on that list still until he's not. And then you actually have five starters. As, or then we have four starters. And, and then one of those guys is a starter, Assad yeah. or, or Wicks. Wicks, yeah. And then Steele, Imanaga, Hendo, and Tyone are your fours. And then, why the hell not Cade Horton? Why the hell does Cade Horton not break? You're wasting innings if you make him go to the minors, in my opinion. Just bring him up. Let's see what we got. See, my thing is that, you know, it's not been too long since he came off Tommy John surgery. And I think that inning, he, he's going to have some sort of innings limit. I, that's That's my guess. So, you know. 
I, I think that we will see him, and I think we will see him midseason, like, like uh, as early as June, honestly. Uh, but I don't expect him to break camp. That's for sure. I mean, he hasn't even pitched a Triple A yet. And I honestly, and this this is not to like not this isn't to say that I completely disagree with you at all, Danny. For me, I I want the Cubs to not have to rush some of these guys. That's why like I'm all for signing a guy like Matt Chapman. That way, you don't have to like wait and pray that Matt Shaw is going to be able to take over third base. You know, you can take your time with him. It's not like I know he got to double A as fast as he did. Who's to say that, you know, maybe he gets hurt. Maybe he, maybe the, the, the minor, he, he starts to struggle in the minor leagues. You just never know with prospects. And as much as I love Kate Horton and I, like he's the one untouchable that I have for, for the entire system. Like he's the one guy that I don't trade anyone for or trade him for anything. Uh, I, I don't want the Cubs to be to put him in a position where they actually are relying on him to like give you 30 starts. I think in 2025, if he shows a lot of promise this year in whatever role they put him in, I think in 2025 you can go into that year and, and have some hope that maybe he can do that or you know really start to show why he was one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball. You know what I mean? It's just to me, it's like with these prospects, it's like you. you they almost you almost want them to just be that extreme that kind of hits for you that puts the team over the top right and so that's why some fans do want them to sign Bellinger and and and, and Matt Chapman right or you know s- certain other guys as well i i don't think signing Chapman is blocking Matt Shaw in a way and when it comes to Kate Horton there's no one in that rotation that's blocking him he has the best stuff of any of them maybe steel is probably better but steel doesn't have he's not going to have the k rate that Kate Horton is going to have if he turns out to be what people hope well, right given Kate- given given all those names i just gave you which has uh, you know multiple starters you got to hope that one of these young guys is going to work out and then all right. those names in the bullpen like i gave you too many names that can even be on the team yeah first of all and so that's part of it but who else would do you need to add to that? Yeah, so I've kind of been talking about this in like Twitter spaces, or you know, we've been doing like these voice chats on our CHGO Sports Discord channel too. Like, I, I think that the Cubs could still make a trade. They have so many guys that I just don't know where they're going to play. That like it makes sense to make a trade. Like, and I don't, I don't necessarily think that Baltimore got. Or not Baltimore, but Milwaukee got fleeced in this Corbin Burns trade that just happened. But it was a little underwhelming, even even though even though like Burns only had one year left on his deal, it it did feel a little underwhelming since he's so highly touted and clearly a Cy Young, he's a Cy Young winner. He's one of the best pitchers in the game. But it made me think, like, man, like that's what like I felt like they could have got a little bit more if if Milwaukee, you know. I don't know. Maybe they didn't get the kind of deals that they want. Maybe this is the best deal they could have got. But it made me think, like, why didn't the Cubs get on this? But at the same time, it's like, is Milwaukee going to trade with the Cubs? Probably not. So I guess they're, what, they're still angry about counsel. Right. So, so <laughs> there's no the way. Point, I guess the point that I'm trying to make here is that the Cubs, there's, there's plenty of reason for them to make a trade, whether it's with Cleveland because the Carter Hawkins has connections with them or Seattle because they have some young pitchers. That, you know, maybe they, 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 they traded off some offense. Maybe they need some offense. It's like the same thing with Florida, the, or not Florida, but Miami. Miami, like, yeah. They, they need offense, right? They have some of the worst position player prospects, uh, or ranked as some of the pr- 
worst position player prospects in the system and in the minor leagues. The Cubs have so many. Like, like I, I, I want Canario to work out for the Cubs because he was such he was part of such a major trade in Chris Bryant. But I just don't know where you're going to play him, especially if the Cubs aren't going to play Morel anywhere. Like they walked, they walked back the whole thing with Morel at Cubs convention, saying that, oh, we see him still as someone who can play all across the diamond, and they're not just going to put him at third base. And I said on today's show, it's like I'm going to have a magnifying glass wherever Christopher Christopher Morel is playing every single day because I just don't know. They're not giving us any information on that. Where they're going to get Morel is Christopher Morel playing? <laughs> yeah, like if they're if they're going to put Morel at third base and and see what happens, great. It solves a lot of issues, and then you can put Canario as your DH if you really want to, right? But yes. at this point, I'm kind of going into the season thinking that Morel is going to be your DH again, and you know play sparringly, and you know. Corner outfield, maybe play second or short whenever you want to get Dansby or Nico off off their feet. I don't. I, I just. I mean, I just don't see them playing him You've at got third. A bit of a log jam overall at third base. You've right. got uh, well, Madrid. Well, I think a log jam, Danny. Come on. I, I was just gonna say it's it's not a log jam. Well, they're, it, they're logs of something. It, that's for sure. It's like There's, it's like when you get. Right. It's like when you get. Like the logs are bigger than Nick Magical. A, a lot of twigs stuck near yeah. the edge of the twigs. Water. Twigs in a drain. It's yeah, yeah twigs, twigs in a drain. That's where we're at with the third base situation. Right. Well, and, it, and, and it, so, it changes everything. I mean, the elephant in the room of the whole team is the Cody Bellinger situation, mm-hmm. which you get him, and it changes the whole dynamic. Then now you have to trade something. Now yes. it shores up one thing. You all those prospects that we're got maybe going to play first like Bush then he he's maybe looking at third or maybe he gets traded or like there's too many dudes I I agree that and there's nowhere to put them all so you've got to do something my question though really is when you hear that list of bullpen and the list of starters do you need to add something to it to go into the the uh health you know they got to be healthy but do you need something to go into the season with a decent shot well i mean i mean let's be real like unless imanaga ends up being better than what a lot of us expect i still don't think the cubs have a high-end starter except for steel like and 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 he still has to prove that he can do it for more than one year right like he did it for one year and and to me he's probably more of a two than he is a one i mean it I, and I feel bad saying that because that's my guy. I love watching him pitch. He's he's great. The the fact that the Cubs took him and developed him and to the kind of pitcher that he is, and he was in the Cy Young race for almost the entire season, it's incredible, right? Uh, but I just like they just don't have a lot of swing and miss in the, in the rotation. That's something that we've talked. I'm sure you guys have talked about. Like the just the strikeouts per nine, just not very high on on in this rotation. I'm hoping Tyone gets back to what he's basically been his entire career, right? Like that second half, I guess, was a little bit better than the first half. Hopefully he continues that into year two. You know, Kyle Hendricks to be who he is, but we all know he pitches the contact. Uh, you know, and then, like I said, Imanaga, you don't know exactly. Like I know he struck out 30% of the batters he faced in Japan, but that's Japan, right? Not here. And then Steele, I'm just I'm hoping that he gives us the same type of season again. But I I feel like I can't really bank on it. So it's like for me, that's why I'm talking about. It. And this again, this does go with the the idea of them still signing Bellinger that affords uh, allows them to be able to move some guys. Like I, I on the on our show, I feel like every day I'm like Triantos, Canario, Sia, someone, and and probably someone else, and 
and and and honestly, whoever, because it's like you have so they have so much depth, man, so much depth, and I, I I just feel like it makes so much sense to trade for a starting pitcher, whether it's you know a lot of people have asked me about Jesus Lazardo in 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 Miami and Logan yeah. Gilbert in Seattle and. You know, obviously Shane Bieber was a conversation for a while and it actually felt like it might happen. And, you know, I don't know, you know, even class A, even though it looks like Alzale is going to enter the season as a closer, which I'm fine with, like, I'm not even against it. There's just like, there's a lot of guys out there and, and a lot, those three teams could use offense, man. And the Cubs have plenty of guys offensively in their top 100. They, I could, they can afford to move one. They got seven of them. You know what I mean? Like, well, so, and so you're basically – sorry, Michael, just one real yeah. quick. I just want to put it in a nutshell what I think you're saying. So basically you need a, a, st- a top-of-the-rotation guy to be the number one and a high-end closer to close it off. And then everybody else just books into them. The entire rest of the mm-hmm. staff bookends in between these two dudes that we do not have yet. I mean, at, at the very least, the the starter, like the high end starter. I mean, I I'll dream about Class A, but I think it's gonna. I think it would cost more to get Class A than some of these other starters, just because he's on such a cheap deal. I mean, he's gonna make like two and a half million in 2024, and he led the American League in saves last year. I I know he had some struggles as well, but still, like he's he's proven that he can be one of your, like he can be a, a back end closer, one of the best in baseball, and this is gonna cost you a ton. So it's. Depending on how much you have to give, sure. But at the very least, I feel like they should make it. They should trade some of these guys to get a, a starting pitcher. You re-sign Bellinger. You know, maybe that op- with that trade, it opens up third base. It makes more s- sense for third base for Madrigal until Shaw's ready. I, I don't know. I, I've gone through like seven or eight, probably yeah. even more than that scenarios in my head. I just feel like if you sign Bellinger and trade for a starting pitcher, you're 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 probably feeling a lot better about the team going into 2024. And I see Tom in your YouTube or on Facebook in your chat says, what about Dylan Cease? And it's just like, you know, the White Sox aren't, they're, they're one in like the top two prospects of, of the system. And like, I ain't trading Kate Horton for two years of Dylan Cease, man. I, I'm not doing that. I don't even want to trade PCA for Dylan Cease considering how much he walks guys. And he, like he has great stuff, strikes out a ton of dudes, but he does. He, like I'm just, I'm just not as impressed with Dylan Cease as so many, so, so many others are. He had one really good year where he was like in the Cy Young race in the American League, and what last year, not so great. I know the White Sox defense was bad too, but like, well, nothing about that White Sox team was good in any way right. last year. So that might be an aberration, but no, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I also like what you're saying about trading some of these prospects because it, Danny has brought this up. It feels like the little kid with the star Wars action figures, you know, you don't take them out of the box and you don't give them to anybody. You're just going to sit them in the closet and hope that somehow they get better or, or more valuable. And it doesn't make any sense. I mean, yeah. look, I love Christopher Morrell, my favorite player on this team. I would rather see him get traded and play somewhere than just get whatever, you know, yo-yoed around like they're doing to him on the Cubs. Yeah. Um, if they're going to use him on the Cubs in a, in a specific spot and let him play there all the time, I would love to see that. But if not, let him go somewhere else and use that to get something rather than sort of misusing him on the Cubs. And yeah. they have they have a number of guys like that that – 
it just feels like they love their prospects so much that they won't allow them to play and they also won't trade them. Yeah. And I don't know what to well, I don't know what as fans we're supposed to do with that. You can get nothing. excited we, about We don't the, control it. We don't we have we have no control over it. Zero. I know, but it's like we over we get excited happens. about this farm system. But I don't know what like what should we should we really get excited about a farm system? You listen when, to the Greg Huss and Greg Zumek podcast, and you and you just do the prospect perf thing uh, this, and rub one out to but it. But they this, never this, they never this, come up to, to Chicago. We don't okay. get to see them, or this, this, if they do, they don't get used properly. I'll say this: like if you look back at you know in the quote unquote golden, golden era, 2018, 2019. Yes, they should have spent money, and if they spent money, they probably things would probably would have been went different. But the system was so bad back then, man. Like the they didn't they couldn't develop pitching. Hell, they had to sign guys like Daniel Descalso to come in and try and do like a to be like your like a not even your starting second baseman, like just a stop bench gap. guy. You know, like a yeah, like a stop like the if you want me to convince you to get excited to to have a reason to get excited about the system, it's like. Through the system, the Cubs should be able to use guys, bring guys up to play in certain roles like that. Like, here's a guy that no one talks about, like Luis Vasquez. Like, he's one of the best defensive shortstops in the Cubs system. I don't know if he's going to hit, but he looks like a guy that could easily come off the bench for you at some point in 2024 and at least get Dansby or Nico off their legs, you know, for a couple of days. Because clear, especially Swanson, he, he's, he, there's just no way he needs to be playing a, all 162, man. Like, that's, to me, in this Tim Foyle hat theory, like, if he doesn't play all 162 or however many he played, like, if he got a little bit more rest last year, I think he plays better at the end of the year. And I, you know, I could be completely wrong about that. I know he went on the injured list in, like, July, whatever. And so he didn't even play close to all 162, but he wanted to, right? He went in with that mentality of trying to do that, right? I think if you like, if you have guys that you can just insert to play some of these smaller roles until they're ready to really be let go and, and be an everyday player, then I feel like that's a good way to get guys acclimated into how the Cubs want to do things. And like, that's kind of like, like, yeah, Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, and I guess Addison Russell, since he did help them win the World Series, and Kyle Schwarber, and whoever else that I'm forgetting. Like, yeah, those guys were like top tier prospects, and they, you just let them go and do their things, right? But like, I think the one thing that I will agree with you on about the Cubs system is like, they just don't have a superstar caliber player. Maybe Cade Horton, maybe PCA can be that. Maybe. I, and I think more so Cade Horton. If right? PCA can hit, then he absolutely already yeah. is that. Because right. we saw the defense, and that's not going to slump. Right. But, it, but is he going to be like Billy Hamilton? You right. know, like, I don't right. know. Who's right. he going to so, be? Uh, I think. Corey Patterson? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's why I kind of came in with the whole, you know, when, when Danny asked me about Horton, it's just like, I just don't want him to have to come up and be in inserted and you hope that he does this and it changes the season or whatever. I just, I want him to be able to come up and, and just be like an, a, an added addition that makes the team even better without any pressure on him to do anything at all. So I think the Cubs have guys that can be that if, if, if you understand what I'm saying, like 
guys that can come up and really spark the team. We just didn't get to see that in September last year because David Ross wouldn't play him. Wouldn't play him. Yeah, no, we <laughs> went nuts on this show. I like what David Elliott said in the chat here. Uh, prospects are Hoyeringer's cat. If they stay in the box, they are both awesome and unknown. I mean, it, I mean, yeah, you don't playing. know if they're good or bad yeah. until you use them. And well, I think we all huge. believe that council will like put these guys in good positions. Yeah, know? exactly. And that's what Robert Sanchez said yeah. in the chat too. I really feel this is where council make the difference. And and I, and I, I, I feel like he's already said, I, I feel like he's already kind of said that, um, or at least hinted about getting some of the younger players more playing time. And, you know, how do you do that? Because it felt like, and I don't quite understand why those decisions last year were made, but it felt like, you know, somebody just didn't want to do it. Like it was, it was insane. And you know what you're talking about having a spark sort of in the middle of the year. I kind of like, if they think that Cade Horton, his stuff will play at the, at the big league level, I would rather see him just really ease in, not you don't you don't want him to break camp because if he's really good he won't you won't be able to have him at the end of the year when you need him kind of just let him start warming in, into the thing maybe so that he can if he's if he's got the stuff come into the season in June and actually start in June rather than don't start in April at Iowa and throw yeah, go to Arizona complex or thirty innings, and go then to- come to you know. Don't do that. Just stay in work on building the strength, and don't tax the arm until you know maybe June, and then you start him in Iowa, and then if he's good, then you can bring him up, and maybe like what you're saying, Cody, that's sort of the spark, and you don't lose him at the end of the year when that's exactly where you would want mm-hmm. kind of what we hope yeah. he could be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what this innings limit will be on Cade Horton. And it, hell, I could be wrong. Maybe there isn't one at all. I just feel like there will be one since it's not like he's ever gone out there and pitched 200 innings. I don't even know if he's pitched when's over the- 100 innings in, in pro ball yet. So it's <laughs> yeah, just when, like. When's the last time we saw a young pitcher that didn't have an innings limit, though? Right. Like, That's on any team anywhere. Like, right. there's absolutely going to be a limit. Right. Yeah. So, uh, the way that they use Horton, and like, I. Like he hasn't pitched in Triple A yet, and I know he's like just skyrocketed through the minors. He, you know, he, he made guys in Low A and High A just look stupid uh, last year. Obviously, very solid in Double A. I, I think like Greg Huss came on our show and told us like six starts in Triple A, and he could be up. Like I've been holding on to that hope for, for like all winter. You know what I mean? So. And and he, it's not like he knows either, but like that's just kind of how he feels about Kate Horton. Like in six starts, that's what you know, three starts in May and or April and May each, right? Maybe maybe there's four in one of them, but you know, early June could could be it. Late May, early June. I I, I think that that's certainly possible. And obviously, like health is such a a, a point here, like. I, I wrap him in bubble wrap, man. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, well, I, I hope that we get to see him and I really hope that he does make a difference. And yeah, I would, I would love to see him get, you know, be a starter. So him and Naris can go in together on bubble wrap because Naris can't get hurt at the end of the year. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Mike Waller from the Cubs PS plus 
podcast is here in the chat says Cade threw 88 innings last year after 53 in college. Says seems likely for a 120 to 130 inning cap. Now that's a lot to me, and I just don't want to waste bullets of a guy in a year that's. That's why I'm like, hey man, if he comes out and he looks good, that we have four starters. We have four starters and a bunch of maybe guys. Yeah. And I would rather see. Just, hey, let him break camp. And I know everybody's going to be like, don't do that, don't do that. But, like, I want to take open my Star Wars guy on the way home from the store and play with him in the backseat of the car before I get home (laughs) to put him in the Millennium Falcon that I got for Christmas. You know what I mean? I don't want – I'm sick of this shit. All last year, we sat there and waited for these guys to play, and they never did. And, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe I'm getting ahead of myself with, you know, taking these guys out of the wrapper. But – I'm just like, what if he goes down to the freaking AAA and, like, does two no-hitters in a row? And that could have been at Wrigley. You know what I mean? Oh, my God, I will bro. say that. I will say yeah. that when that happens. Well, oh, look, Dan, Danny, I absolutely agree with you on the position players. They need to get out there as soon as they can. The only reason I would say don't break camp with, with Horton or get him up and going early in the season is if you do want him at the end of the year if he if he's in that if they have any plans for that to happen right maybe they don't well i'll say this like i'm not like i'm not necessarily worried about the innings limit it's just more of like if like what mike's saying in the in the chat like 120 to 130 innings like so i'm thinking they could do things like how they did with jordan wicks if you go look at jordan wicks's starts when he got called up like he was going five innings max you know at you know, the first handful of starts he did. And I think that they would probably do something like that with Kate Horton and, you know, maybe let him go deeper in certain starts as the season moves along, as long as he stays on that, the track, you know, and, you know, there'll probably be, if, if that is the, if that is what happens, there, there might be some starts where it's like, man, can't believe you took him out and they end up losing the game or whatever. But like, when you think about the long-term future, it's like, whatever, but you don't want to end up with Steven Strasburg on your hands. Exactly. You know, yeah, I you know and I'm so well, like, that's, I, that's I, exactly I, what I'm thinking about the <laughs> pitching limit because when he was, they got him going early in his first year, that team was really good. And then they had to shut him down at the end of August. Yeah. And they blew a shot there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the Marlins did it with uh, what Perez or whatever his name was last year. The oh, yeah, it shut yeah. To, yeah, that's right. They shut to somebody down too, and they ended up making the playoffs, but just got embarrassed by the Phillies in in that wild card round or whatever. But you know, the fact that they got as far as they did, considering what their roster was, is actually really impressive. Well, but, I will say that little by little, overall, there have been incremental improvements that haven't been altogether exciting. Mm-hmm. But they have uh, been incrementally improving the team slightly. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you, kind of Danny, worse. you're talking about like unwrap the prospects. Dude, we're going to get a full dose of Michael Bush. There's just no way he's not on the opening day roster. <laughs> Here he he's going to be. A, he's going to be at first base on opening day, and if he's not, we riot because I'm just not going to understand unless unless it's a matchup thing or whatever. But like. He's li- he was literally blocked by Freddie Freeman, and now when the moment they signed Otani. He he was blocked by Otani. Okay, like he's a you know, obviously high on prospect rankings lists and everything. Like I I feel like there's a lot to like with him, and they needed a left-hander power bat. That's what he is. Obviously, he's got to prove it, but he's the one guy for sure. Like the the moment the season starts, I think he's the one that we're all going to get to see and 
Fingers crossed Let, that it works let's out. Let's hope man. so. I, I, I believe, like, for sure, of all the prospects, he is the one we will see first. <laughs> like, that, that, if I'm wrong on that, then something drastically wrong happened, man. Like, maybe it's, maybe he got hurt or maybe he sucks so bad in spring. Like, I don't well, know. How and he, he hits lefty too, right? So yeah. it's, it's, I mean, the, the Cubs have been doing little things and that's an example of one of them. You know, they yeah. got rid of some of their pitching depth mm-hmm. to bring in somebody that, that they needed, which was a left-handed first base bat. So, right. um, so I'm, I'm excited. And, you know, I always appreciate your optimism. You know, you're obviously a huge fan. You do a great job on the Chuggo show, you know, and uh, you know, the whole, the whole team, the whole team, all 17 of you do a really wonderful job on that show um no there are a lot of you got cody and brendan and uh, ryan and then you luke and um, and, corey. and corey yeah 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 it, so yeah didn't i say corey i thought i said no you forgot it. corey i had uh, to mention him for you yeah okay he's the first one <laughs> he's the first one i met of yeah. all of you so um, anyway, you you do awesome. We got to take a break here, though, and then we'll we'll thank you, you so much for coming on. Really, yeah, appreciate. man. I know you mainly had me come on to talk about Javi, so it was our Monday show. So if you guys didn't, if yeah, whoever's had- listening, watching, it was it was on uh, January twenty. I don't know, twenty eighth. Well, I you mean, subs- should well, subscribe to the pod anyway, right? And true. and plug the pod, like which one it's. Oh, yeah. So. Um, CHGO Cubs podcast. Uh, I'm dropping the link in the chat right now, so you yeah, can all check it out. Go to uh, yeah. You find any us on pod any podcatcher. Yeah, any podcast app, we're on there. But we really emphasize people like watching on YouTube, just because the the YouTube live chat is. We, we're very interactive with it. Uh, I see people acknowledging or making jokes about Barb in the chat, like. Yes, like she's. Well, I have no idea who she is, and someone created a burner account for her and, on Twitter, and it's hilarious. And it's all based off the fact of just how interactive we are with the YouTube chat. So, um, yeah, just go subscribe to CHO Sports on YouTube, or again, if you uh, listen, if you're more of an audio person, you can find us on any app. Just search CHO Cubs. And remember that Fridays are not li- live, right, Barb? Yes, Fridays are never live because Corey and Brennan always pre-record it. Um, so uh, maybe you could help us before you get out of here. We've got a uh, it's it's a who is this cub? Oh, thing that we do on our way to commercial break. It's a new little. Oh, do I get to do the bitch clock? Can I please do the bitch clock? Are you guys doing the bitch clock tonight? No, we don't have it all set up. But Ah, I'll tell you what, because you said it, I'm going to bring it back next week and you're going to come on and we'll have a whole bitch clock segment just for you. Just come on. You do the bitch clock and you get the hell out. My favorite part of coming on the show. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll reach out and we'll get a whole set of just yeah. Cody's bitch clock topics. There you and go. so the you know people who actually you know know what you're talking about all the time. What bugs you more? Maybe they can get in there and give us some good oh, yeah. stuff. Also, all Cody I, bitch clock. Yeah, I I hope I'm not breaking news with this, but I look forward to your your event this summer. Oh, Four. dude, it's going to be incredible. Yeah, Rancher yeah. Fest, we're going to talk Rancher's about a little bit fun. later. It's the yeah. weekend of June 1st. And, uh, yeah, we're just about to set the venue. It's going to be freaking great. I can't I can't wait. It's, it's also, like, a big birthday for me. So, yeah. like, Yeah, I can't wait to come and hang out. And, you know, if you guys end up doing, like, a panel or some shit, I'd love oh, to. You're already in the on. show. Don't worry about it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you're on that list already, brother. <laughs> uh, oh, I'll also say I, I, it was confirmed today I am going to spring training. Uh, in like 
the end of February, like the 22nd through the 27th. So if any of you are out there, I'll be there at the same time. Nice. We'll have to link up then. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be, uh, uh, the, 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 the higher ups, they were like, we need you to go to Arizona and be a fan. I was like, okay. All right. Don't. I know. Oh. I won't say anything. <laughs> uh, you buy my flight? You're going to pay for me where to stay? I'm in, guys. I got to leave Chicago in February? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Not, not me. Someone else, please. Uh, so, uh, all right. Uh, don't say it out loud because we want people to be guessing in the chat. Um, but uh, d- tell me if you know who this might be. Oh, boy. Okay, right-handed pitcher. So, well, we're going to – I don't gonna, know. All right. Well, we're we're going to go to break. You can let us know in the uh, in the private chat there, Yeah, in Cody, the private chat want. before you take off. But we're going to go to the break right now. We'll let you know who it is when we come back. Um, who is this silhouetted Cubs pitcher? It is a Cubs pitcher, I assume. <laughs> so, yes, it is, a, it is a Cubs pitcher. Okay, what and a, we're going to be right back, and uh, not a, we're going to talk a little bit about the Rancher calendar. And also, Sandra Marchetti won a awesome poetry prize, and she's going to come on and talk all about it. And, um, hey, hashtag chance in the chat. Don't forget, and you can win the Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me with a message in, of love and doom. But here's a commercial for Patreon. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty... Oh, wait, sorry, sorry. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me, I forgot you to say thanks, all right. <laughs> You're good, bro. Thanks, guys. All right. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto, where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer, and in turn, line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just one dollar a month can buy a scorecard. Five dollars a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And ten dollars a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show, delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Do you ever find yourself longing for long walks and talks about catcher metrics? How about a coffee over run differential? Maybe a candlelit dinner dissecting what exactly is the curious case of Miles Masturboni? If you have, I have just the place for you. The Cubs PS Plus podcast. Come join us. Cubs PS Plus, the Northside Numbers game, can be found wherever it is you get your podcasts. And on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus. A spin on the baseball metric, OPS Plus. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Well, who the heck is this silhouetted man? Uh, do you want to let us in on I've who is- got it right here. It's... Carlos Zambrano. Big Z. That was hard because, like, that's not – that could be anybody. <laughs> you, know, yeah, silhouette. you know what? Didn't look it, fat it, enough it, to be Zambrano. It could be hard, but Yumper immediately went Big Z. He was the first one in the chat, and he had the correct answer. Um, we had a lot of uh, steals in there, but come on, Pinkus. Pinkus is just making jokes. Because nobody thought that was Carl Edwards Jr. He looks like the guy that ate Carl Edwards Jr. <laughs> yeah. A silhouette of Carl Edwards Jr. just looks like a stick figure. Um, <laughs> it looks like Cubes fan. So uh, I just want to bring up uh, real quick before we bring on Sandra that I do have the Rancher calendar for sale. This in my hot little hands is the 2023 calendar. Um, it runs from March of last of last year till through february of this year so it is still active right now uh here's february as you can see it's very pretty pictures of wrigley field that i took last year and people's birthdays on here and so the new one starts in march um there's two ways you can get the rancher calendar um you can either become a patreon subscriber at the 12 dollar john baker day level and then you get it for free or you could buy it at sunrancher.com slash calendar and um what you get your uh birthday there on your birthday and on the date of it and your little picture there uh, as well and then it's filled with pictures that i took throughout the year and also pictures of uh your faces and also um other pictures that i took throughout the year danny really wants you to understand you're going to be in this if you want to be yeah, he you said can be your in face it. is like four times. Yeah, exactly. Your face can be in it um, and your birthday and everybody will wish you happy birthday. Unfortunately, but- my face is never in it because you keep using the picture of me face down uh, in that bar in Maine. Well, and now I've got a picture of you face down at a bar in Chicago <laughs> that I can use. Um, in my Santa suit. Exactly. So so you might get a new picture this year, finally, because I finally have one to replace it with. But it's, it really is just a – I mean, I love how it builds community amongst us that we can look at this thing and see how many of us there are um, that are all connected through being Sun Ranto ranters. And that's kind of what throwing the Ranter Fest is all going to be about as well. So 
Um, I did also want to say that the Sunranto show is brought to you by In the Clutch shirts, 10% off with code Sunranto. And you can also shop at intheclutch.com slash Sunranto. And I think that just takes the 10% off. I'm not sure, though. But use that code Sunranto at In the Clutch. I'm wearing my In the Clutch shirt right now. As you can oh, see. yeah. Or Actually, it's censored. <laughs> Mine doesn't have to be censored. But, yeah, I finally... Oh, the chai feds. That that shirt is awesome. I see, and the thing is, I always think to myself, I need to wear that for the show so that people can see the shirt. But I wear it all the time. Like I just like I get up and it's there and it's clean. Ooh, that's the one I'm wearing. You know, I throw it on all the time and then I it's forget. It's your favorite like, shirt, basically. So it's yeah, so it's always dirty right during the show and i can't find it because i would wear it dirty but i have to dig through the laundry and that's just too much effort um but no these shirts are nice they're they're nice and soft and look i love the obvious shirts as well those are nice and soft too but if you notice these like this fits me a little looser the obvious shirts just man, they really hug me. Yeah. They reach in there and they, they like to show everybody what's going on underneath the shirt. And uh that's not something anybody wants yeah, to see. Yeah, if you if you sweat through it, you might as well be in a wet t shirt contest. You could win one. Yeah. So and um so these shirts are have a little bit different cut to them. Um so you know, I'm just well, trying to, to sell a few t shirts here by saying if you're chubby like me Go go, go in, in the, the clutch, clutch way. Yeah, if you, if, clutch. if you got a nice looking bod, go the obvious shirts way. If you've got ten percent too much on you, you can get ten percent <laughs> off with code Sunranto <laughs> at In the Clutch. Um, this show is also brought to you by our friend Matt Camerer, and uh, one of our Patreon members tonight is going to win this uh, Ron Santo over one of his maps, and uh, you can find. All his awesome work. Uh, Matt Kammerer has got a ton of this stuff uh, at, uh, let's see, I'm trying to. Uh, oh, yeah. Per- and actually, permanent paintings. And actually, anybody who's interested in uh, the Iowa women's basketball, I believe this is the weekend that Club 400 is doing a, a thing in Muscatine, Iowa. And they're auctioning off the original uh, Caitlin Clark over a map of Iowa. And then after that happens, you'll be able to go to permanent paintings at Etsy and you'll be able to get the Caitlin Clark over Iowa uh, for yourself if you want the prints of it. Because he's waiting until the original gets auctioned off and all that stuff before he puts that one up there. So if you're into that, and look, Caitlin Clark's amazing. I know a lot of people are into that. I, I think she's the first woman he's put on one of these maps. And well, except for Dorothy. Oh Dorothy yeah, got on the map. Dorothy yeah. got it. She snuck in at the at the end there and, and beat out Caitlin Clark. Uh, you know, but and and I'm pretty sure this is the first Hawkeye, and it might be the only Hawkeye he ever does because he is not a Hawkeye fan. <laughs> so uh, go to Etsy.com. Uh, slash shop slash permanent paintings and that's where all matt cameras work is but we have another artist coming on the show uh right now and uh but 
and her name is Sandra Marchetti, and she recently won a prize. Welcome to the Sunranto Show, Sandra. Hello. It's great to be back. Yeah. So you must be proud of yourself. Look at you. I got to show a picture. Look at you with your uh, awesome prize. Yeah. That, that's a sweet trophy, too. I've got it. Yeah, right can here. we see it live? Ooh, nice. It look- yes. Now, why didn't they make it a snow globe? It's, it's actually a baseball. Well, um, I know, but I you, they couldn't put little baseballs inside that snow down? i got to think <laughs> that of everything. That would be cool. That would be really cool. Um, unfortunately, let me, just, let me just start off with this, okay? Writers don't get trophies. Like, writers get certificates. Writers get stickers to put on their books. Writers get like maybe a plaque. Like, so I just think it's amazing that they gave me an actual little award trophy thing because we as sports fans know we're competitive people. We need a trophy. Okay. Like, <laughs> we just need that. <laughs> and I think that they got that part right. So I, am I going to quibble about the actual design from awards.com? No, I'm not. I'm just going to enjoy it. No, I, well, you know, it's true, cool. Danny, whatever yeah. he's talking about. I'm always that ripping is a beautiful, on everything. That is a beautiful trophy. And, you know, it that's going to look so good in your house. People are going to walk in and they're going to see this baseball and they're going to go, what, wait, what is this? And you're going to be like, oh, that old thing. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to put it next to, I have a Ken Griffey Jr. signed baseball. So I think it's too bad infield fly girl isn't here. I think she would approve of the placement. I think it's going to go next to that. So Well, and you won it for this book, which yes. is Aisle 228, yes. and I imagine you have that copy of right there in your hot little hands too. In my clutches. And just to people that don't know, this is a book of baseball related poetry, very Cubs centric related yes. poetry. Absolutely. And uh when when did you start writing this book and uh, um yeah. when did you finish it? Yeah, well, it was a decade. Um, Cubs fans oh, that's all. know really well, right, that we have to wait for things. Cody Bellinger, <laughs> um, World Series championships. <laughs> so um, I started writing the book in 2014. Um, I The first poem I wrote was about opening day 2014, and I think probably hardcore fans like the Ranters are the only ones who would even remember, like, 2014 opening day, you know, roster, which we all know was terrible. Um, And then it was published in May of 2023. So close, close to a decade, right? Um, And uh, obviously when the Cubs started getting really good, even the end of 2014, right? A lot of prospects, Javi Baez came up and Rizzo was uh, hitting his stride and and so that was sort of accelerant for the book in 2015 and 2016. But it took a very long time to find a publisher. So I'm really pleased and happy that it won Baseball Poetry Book of the Year. Like um, someone asked me, um, <laughs> I didn't even know that there was a category big enough um, of baseball poetry books for there to be an award. Um, That's what I was thinking. I was like, how many baseball poetry books are there? But I want you to think about how shady that is to say to someone who just won an award, like, oh, because (laughs) you're the only one nominated. That's not true, actually. Um, I I actually am not surprised that there's a... 
I'm not surprised that there would be because baseball is a romantic sport. I mean, yes. you know, Michael writes poems like 365 of them a day. I mean, a day. Yeah. Well, a yeah, Mike, Michael is prolific. Michael would not well, take a decade to write a book. So we have to admire him for that. Yeah. But, well, but, yeah, it, no, but mine are... just aren't good enough to get a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the persistence. What can I say? So, But, uh, yeah, John Pika says Tinker to Evers to Chance. Yes. guy all the way up to center. So, you know, it, and that's the thing I was going to say too, like baseball is the sport of poetry, For right? Sure. There's, I, I'm sure there are at times there have been poems written about other sports, but baseball is truly known for that. Tinker to Evers to Chance. Um, Casey at the bat. Casey at the bat. All these things. Yeah. I mean, these are huge. These are Those are two things that aren't just known to a few people. They're known to literally anyone who just lives in America, probably has a general idea of Casey. If you go to Disney World, they, they've got... Uh, Casey at the bat, like ice cream shop, you know, it's stuff like that. Like there, these things are everywhere. We it's want true. a pitcher, not a belly itcher. <laughs> yeah, you do it. You do it. Short it's height. the only, Short yeah, it's poem. the only sport where little kids make up poems right there yeah. on the field. And I know a lot of magazines that publish writing about sports. Um, and I've edited a few of these, like, they get 10 times the amount of work about baseball than they do other sports. And is that because baseball is more popular than the NFL? We all know that's not true. But it's because the people feel so deeply about it, right? The emotions, the family ties, the history, the Americana. And it just stirs up all of those emotions for people. So they they tend to write about it. So. Did they did they say what they liked about your book so much that why they you won the award? Like what did they say about it? And yeah, did they have a no, poem? I think I think part of it had to do with the fact that the book tries to touch on some of those themes I just mentioned, like the the nostalgia and the Americana and the emotions, without hopefully like going into that territory of being totally sentimental. Like I think there's sort of a line you can cross there where it just becomes just like sappy and, you know, little too inwardly focused. But these poems really are for anybody. They're for the hardcore baseball fan. Like I have lots of um, people who have read the book who are hardcore Cubs fans and they enjoy it just for the references to all these games they've seen or been to. And then there are people who are readers who are not necessarily baseball fans but they seem to really enjoy it or i get compliments because they just think it's really well written or it's descriptive or you know the poems sound beautiful when they're read out loud so i think it's that appealing to different audiences and not necessarily just being you know your stereotypical okay these are these are baseball poems and they're really in that type box you know so it's, yeah, it's more as baseball as like a frame of reference. You can bring a lot more to the poems that you have in your book than just baseball. Like you, if you read one of your poems, like you're not stuck in a game. Like this is the only thing I can think about is a baseball. You think about, I know you've got a lot of things about your father in there. You'd like, and that yeah. just makes you think about your father. Even if you didn't have that exact same experience, you did such a wonderful job of bringing out the feelings oh. of that, that, Anybody can 
it, it's super accessible for anybody. And I think, truthfully, a lot of baseball fans probably are not poetry readers. No, and the fact that they obvious. can get in, so right. yeah, you can draw them in is amazing, but you in no way alienate people who are actually into the poetry. Yeah, and that's really a hard thing to do, but I mean, not to toot my own horn, but that was why I wanted to do it. I think like as artists, and you two are both artists as well, like what you want is a challenge. What keeps you coming back to the art form is the challenge of crafting these things and making these things that, you know, you're thinking about and refining and trying to, you know, and for me, it was a lot about that, like, okay, how can I kind of make this something for several different different groups, you know, and make it um, still something I'm proud of, you know? So, um, well, if you, you have not great supporters of the work, so I really appreciate it. Well, that. yeah, I mean, it's just cool that you did it. I mean, <laughs> kudos to you for, for even accomplishing uh, <laughs> publishing a book. That's something people are like, oh, I'd like to publish a book. And you're like, <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, people say that all the time. Oh, I'm working on a book. You know, oh, yeah, let's yeah. see your book. Oh, yeah. it doesn't exist. Oh, yeah, because you were working for, on it for 20 years. My dad's book is up here in a box. It never got <laughs> published. It's, well, I laugh because people long. come up to me all the time and they're like, <laughs> I have, I want to write a memoir of my life and self publish it. Can you help me? And I'm like, no, the answer exactly is go fuck yourself. I do, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you should uh, support everything that Sandra does, and I'm going to drop two links in the press. One is, I believe this is where you want people to buy it, if you can, at Tamu yeah. Press. Yeah. So I've I've dropped, dropped a link in the chat of that. And then the kind of easy, fast way to get it is through Amazon, but then yeah. you, you get Jeff Bezos a cut. Uh, Here's the along- thing. If you buy it from Amazon, I'm totally cool with that. The one thing you have to do, though is you have to write a review or just rate it. If you do that, then we're even Steven. So just, okay. yeah. Cool. So, so I'm dropping that link to the Amazon link in the chat of uh, aisle 228. And would you mind uh, before, uh, you know, taking off tonight, uh, yeah. just reading, I don't know, what, a couple, couple poems. I mean, give us, yeah. uh, give us, how about give us three poems. Sure. That seems like a round number. Sure. So, I or think last. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah it's not. <laughs> Danny said three was a round number, and I was explaining <laughs> where the triangle three, is. Three bears, three <laughs> stooges, three poems. Well, three is actually it's the it's the number for baseball, right? It's it is a round number in baseball. We have nine innings. Everything goes to three. So true. Um, it for baseball, it's the perfect number. So I think last time I was on here, I read a couple of poems from the book that were kind of from the beginning of the book, standard, fair, whatever, I'm going to, I think what I'm going to do tonight is I'm going to read a few that are very Cubs, Cubs World Series centric. Um, In case people haven't heard these, they're kind of from the back of the book. So I'll start here. Um, This game is called, this game, (laughs) this poem is called Game 3 for the 2016 World Series. I kissed my father's cheek for good luck in the firehouse driveway. We were 27 outs away from a series lead when he entered through gate K. I took my seat on the Waveland curb and relayed Pat's play-by-play to guys in lawn chairs sucking booze through the scoreless game. 
Grandmothers perched as finches waited on my radios say. The intersection bled into the ballpark's glow. From the streets below, we held the diamond aloft on our exhales alone. Oh, I, I know those guys in lawn chairs that you speak of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Some of them might be watching right now. <laughs> Some of them might be ranters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so I was out on the streets of Wrigleyville during game three of the World Series. My dad was inside, but we were only able to get one ticket. And he's, I'm sure, wouldn't mind me saying, like, getting close. Well, now he's in his 70s. But before, you know, obviously he was a little younger, but he needed to go in. I actually had a fabulous time out there. But... <laughs> Um, it's fun outside the ballpark. Oh, yeah. I And there was so much free stuff. Like, I guess if you wanted to go to a bar, it was bad. But I didn't really – the weather was so good. And I got free hot dogs and coffee. And Well, and I think you had it right. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't have wanted to go into a bar. Like, sitting on that curb by the firehouse. Like, yes. being able to feel the energy from the stadium and on the street. That sort of – that's what you – you want when you're in a bar you're you've just put another wall between you and everything else and you're crammed in there and i mean it could be fun yeah sure but yeah, yeah i i i'm totally with you plus it, it i was, i would get totally claustrophobic it was that heartbreaking game you know where maybe solaire could have had an inside the park home run i think but he didn't and hendrix pitched so well but alas things were about to turn around um okay so this this poem, the, the title is that Harry Carey quote, the good Lord wants the Cubs to win, um, which I think he said at the end of the season one year when they were, you know, very, very bad. Um, oh, yeah, like the 1980s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it was the Green Apple speech. It might have been uh, in that same sort of, you know, I think – I think there were a lot bad. of years to choose from. <laughs> yeah, a lot of bad years. So, so this one's The Good Lord Wants the Cubs to Win. Harry Carey. I dreamt you rewound the last play that evening. Our fortunes changed and took it away. In the nightmare, you led the trophy back from the owner's hands to the commissioner's grasp. Then Bryant slipped and missed the ball. His smile twisted to torture. Or maybe he threw, but the seams popped loose from Rizzo's mitt. Two on, two out. Either way, you shifted it from our grasp and settled its heft back onto your lap. Yeah, the, the nightmare. Recurring nightmare <laughs> that I had after the World Series. Recurring nightmare. Oh, my God. Um, I want to make a movie that that's the alternate universe and that just starts, that starts the, but then Trump doesn't win. You know, Cubs lose, Trump loses, you know. The end Uh, of the COVID never happens. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I I will say I've only seen game seven twice. I saw it the night of, and then I watched it again a few days later. And I'm telling you, the, the second time, was almost worse. Oh yeah. Like even though I knew they won. Oh yeah. It was so like it was still like 
post-traumatic stress. Like I was freaking out and I've never watched it again because of the things that like what you're saying in the poem, just like, I know that's not going to happen, but good Lord, my imagination is going crazy throughout the whole game. We should watch game seven and, no. and do and do it we, like in a group and do it like Rocky horror. <laughs> you know, Joe Madden comes out to pull Hendo. Everybody boos and boo. Leave yep. him in, Joe. <laughs> you don't know what you're doing, you clown. It'd be so much fun. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, no, I'm with you, Cotton. I've, I've barely, I've watched it maybe three times. My husband is still like broken from apparently some of the things I said and did during that game. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't have any children, but I know like a lot of women in childbirth say things and then they want to take them back. Like I can only imagine it was like that where, (laughs) you know, like just really, really bad. Um, And I guess I was pounding on the floor a lot and just crying and screaming and it was bad. So I I don't want to go back either. I bought the DVD set stupidly thinking like, Oh yeah, like this is something I'm gonna want to watch and remember forever. I've maybe watched some of those games one time. Like the game I want to watch, and I always want to watch, and I can't ever seem to find it. Game six, NLCS. That was Kyle Hendricks went out there and just destroyed the Dodgers. They played well. They won the game handily. That's the one that I want to see because. That one is just fun all the way through. That like, was probably but I can't the best game they played all year, all around as a team, in my opinion. And I remember just feeling at ease for almost the whole game. Yeah, you know, after the fourth or fifth inning. So yeah, that game had a vibe too. In the stadium, I was at that game, and the game had such a vibe. Like we we just we were there just to smash the Dodgers, and everybody knew it was going to happen. It was an in- inevitability, and like by the first, you know, in the first inning, it was just over already. You yeah, know, right. totally. They just yeah. marched in that one, and for <sighs> some reason, that's the game that sort of gets lost in the whole thing. Everybody wants to watch Game Seven, yeah, but nobody wants to watch Game Six. Game Six was the one that got us there for the first time in the hundred or in 80 some years or whatever it was. Right. Like that was a huge leap that the Cubs had never been able to get past in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, that game to me is still more enjoyable and and gives me happier memories. than. Oh, I think for all of us, I mean, I, I went online and bought a pennant right after that game. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really buy a lot of world. I'm not a big merch person, but I wanted that pennant more than anything because, you know, it's been since 1945. Um, Mike, Mike Waller, uh, says he founds the game on some weird site that I've never heard of before called YouTube. So, I guess you know, and that's weird because I honestly have never looked on YouTube for a Cubs game. Like that has never really even crossed my mind. <laughs> Where else would you search for video? I don't know. It's crazy. I did, I don't think it was like sports like, being on YouTube video and shit. It's like Tubi. <laughs> I'm I'm out there like looking at like I don't know Amazon and. And shit, trying to like stream it that said, way. I didn't you're realize. You're the last blockbuster. Do you guys have Game Six? Yes. <laughs> blockbuster video in Alaska. I'm looking for one game. <laughs> well, I will leave you with a poem that's a little bit more upbeat than a recurring nightmare. And 
then you can kick me out of here. Um, yeah, we got prizes to give away still. People yeah. are excited. Absolutely. And you uh, you brought your own prize, so you're disqualified for all the ones we're giving away. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I, I'm good on <laughs> prizes for the week, honestly. So. The week. At least the week. Next week, you <laughs> start going after the next, next prize. Week, I mean, yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> this one is called Threshold. And this is this is for game seven, but you know this is the very end. Um, the ball sailed a bit, Rizzo paused, but it went in my glove. When it landed in his mitt, Hughes cried, "It's in time." His voice cracking over first base, dying beneath Martinez's cleat. Silence, then a bursting beat. Yeah, yeah. See, much more upbeat. Really like that one. <laughs> I got, I, yeah, I got. Look, my hairs are standing on end because it, I was there, and I was part of that bursting beat at yes. the end. Like, so I was all I the was Cubs in fans the, in Cleveland. Boom! Just like it, yeah, just it. It was a bursting beat. I I can very much feel what that was. That's awesome. Well, thank you for um, coming and sharing some and congr- of your poetry and congrats on the prize. And yes. um, yeah, we need more prizes. We need more yes. trophies. I, more trophies, yeah. more prizes for writers, for fans, whatever. I'm all for it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. We should have we should have like a ranter like end of the year ceremony and yes. stuff where we give out prizes for every dumb thing like the world's stupidest tr- tweets of the t- <laughs> dumb tweet of the year. Like our kind of prize. TF- you know? TFC of the TFC year. TFC of the year. Yeah. shirt with the most holes in it. <laughs> yeah, there you there go. You he can't get rid of it. Yeah. So, well, thanks. I'm sure we'll see you very soon. And, yes. And, um, and definitely at the ballpark this yes, year. Yes, season's and, getting ready yes. to start. Yeah. Come it's, find we're, me we're in aisle in 208, section 208. I'm there 10 times a year not as much as you guys but well i don't get there 10 times a year i wish i could (laughs) well the book is yeah sorry book is aisle 228 and you should buy it yes please buy it and i will if you find me on social media i'll send you a signed one too so Ah, you know more than happy to do that so thanks so much for having me on thanks for all of your support like this has been amazing i really appreciate you asking and uh stay tuned cool thanks andrew can't can't wait for more can't wait for more all right more moves (laughs) all right awesome Uh, now what other cubs podcasts are you going to get poetry on not not a nary another one Nary no. another. It it was funny when Cody said, "Yeah, you guys are probably talking about his K rate per nine. <laughs> right. I'm like, I know. I'm like looking around. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think, I don't think you did. know this podcast. We we do a lot more poetry than we do <laughs> <Yeah>. math. <laughs> We're like, this is the most baseball we've talked since. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, that yeah, I know when when Sandra comes on, I actually breathe a sigh of relief. I'm like, oh, this feels way more normal. Yeah, <laughs> like that, that all that stat stuff and talking about the roster was boring the shit out of me. No, I'm kidding. Um, I am excited about the Cubs. I'm excited about this year. I'm excited about all the ranters and and everything we've got going on with the Sun Ranto Show and 
you know, all the friends we have, like even just having Cody and Sandra on tonight, you know, it's just so cool. And uh, the fact that Cody's like, can I be in your Ranter Fest show? Like, that's really cool that he wants to be a part of it, you know, and it is because this whole thing obviously is about the community. I mean, the, the, the team just gives us that, like that spoke, they're the, the hub in the middle. And then we all get to kind of gather around it and, and become this like great group. And it's a lot of fun. And this year is going to be the best because we're going to actually start getting back into some more of our live and in person that we haven't really done since, I mean, we've done a few things since 2019, but this is the year we're really going to try and bring it back. Yeah. Well, with a, with a big event. Um, so I, I would like to share a, uh, a wheel of names, uh, with everybody. And these are our very special supporters that are the reason we even do this show in the first place. And these are the Patreon people. And one of them is not only going to win the, uh, Ron Santo, Matt camera map. You're also going to win an in the clutch t-shirt and my undying love and devotion. So let me just, uh, let me just click it. Click it. Click it and spin. We give away one of these a month to one of our Patreon uh, people. And it's too and small. We're going to be surprised. Be Dominic. Dominic. Galoro. Congratulations. Funny story about Dominic. Um, he, he subscribed at the Patreon level at a level in which he gets charged all at once. So you can you get money off. Like you, it costs less. If you uh, just pay for the whole year at one time. So he joined at the $12 level, but they took it all out like today, I believe. I believe it was this morning I was texting with Dominic <laughs> at like 7 o'clock in the morning. He's like, hey, did uh, did uh, did I subscribe all at once? And he's like, because uh, I don't get paid till tomorrow. And like, I was like, <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. But this is the perfect way for it to – I'm like, hopefully he's good for it. But either way, he won a poster and a shirt. So, Dominic, <laughs> I will be in touch. Sorry, sorry your bank account's overdrawn for you supporting the Sunranto podcast. He's going to get a poster and he's going to be like, that's the day that I lost $400 in overdraft charges. <laughs> yeah, exactly. $400 in overdraft cart charges, but at least you got a shirt and a poster out of the yeah. deal. And uh, we also have the weekly Cubsler that oh. we need to give away. Um, this is he already has the Santo. Oh, how about, well, um, we'll figure something else out. We'll, we'll, we'll work with you, Dominic, we'll, and we'll, work and with, we'll yeah. find something good. And uh, But we have a weekly competition, which is the Cubsler, and that is a, uh, a riddle that you have riddled us. And, yeah, and... Um, and because we didn't do the show last week, this one has sat for uh, it sat for two weeks, and we ended up getting nine names. You got all nine names in there, Danny? I believe I do. Let me make sure. I, there's nine here. One, two, three, four, five. Yep, nine. Okay, they got the the correct answer. So I'm going to share the the Cubsler, and I'm going to walk you through how you got how you could have gotten the answer, and then we're going to. Pick the winner out of uh, all the people that put in the right answer. All right, so, so we're going we're to pick the pick the name. We got Bob Wozni, Brad Schmidt, Chris Salato, Mike Waller, John Pincus, oh. Jeff Bjorn, Al Yellen, Megan Williams, and Scott Sowers. Oh, do you want to show it first? Yeah, I was going to do that real quick first. Okay, so right. okay, so 
if you remember, it is a stuttering shy guy in shy war three, but didn't sound like it. Hazing surely wouldn't be approved in Pittsburgh, shy Cincy or Brooklyn. And how you figure this one out, like for one, it's, it's the name is Kai Kai Kyler. And I tried to get that sound shy guy in shy in that first, uh, sentence there but also the stuttering was a big clue because the reason his nickname is kai kai he had such a stuttering problem that when he would say his last name he would say it's kai kai kyler so you know this is the 1920s and they just would stick you with some of the worst meanest nicknames ever is that right kai 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 kyler yeah and he, he did wear number three, but it didn't sound like it, right? It's not Kiki, it's Kai Kai. And then this next one, I was this next line, I was pretty happy about. Hazing surely wouldn't be approved. Now, his real name is Hazen Shirley Kyler. Wow. That is his actual name. It's not spelled like this, but it sounds exactly like Hazing Shirley. And then, of course, he played in Pittsburgh. Chicago, Cincinnati, and in yeah, there's Brooklyn. There's a lot of clues in there. Yeah. There's a lot of, right. And that's the thing. Like, all this stuff goes in so that some people know certain things and they, they learn it. But a lot of people got this really quickly. I was really surprised. And I guess it was the stuttering. Like, apparently, people just knew that Kai Kai Kyler was a stutterer. Hmm. I did not know that, and that's really uh, that's interesting to me because my father was a bad stutterer, and he even went to stuttering camp as a kid, and they didn't know what to do for it back then. Now, you don't come across a lot of people that stutter anymore, um, not in the way that my father did anyway, or like Kyler. And I mean, and he was, and he's a Hall of Famer. He's in as a Cub. He was. Go look at his numbers. He's really good. Yeah, he's got a brick. In front of Wrigley, one of those big, uh, like, kind of Hall of Fame bricks. So, uh, one of you guys is going to win the grand prize, which is a, it's a voicemail from Michael Cotton uh, that he will a voice to. greeting, a, a, voice a greeting, greeting for your voicemail a to put on your for phone. Your voicemail. So here we go. It, it, of course, you're going to do your best Carl Castle impersonation. Of course, that that always cracks me up, even though nobody gets that joke. And the winner is Scott. Sours or Sowers. Scott Sowers. Now, I will say Scott Sowers put in two guesses. He got it wrong, but he kept working on it and then got it right. So for anybody else out there who, you know, has done this, if you put out the wrong answer, like, it's not one go. Like, give it a shot. If you don't get it, try and figure it out still. So I see that we got uh, Nico Horner's dog here uh, in the ch- in the chat. Here it says I like the hashtag on this broadcast, which I believe is bull penis, <laughs> because our bull penis is awesome. Um, that shirt also available, uh, by the way. But uh, that is, I do have a TFC, and the reason I brought Nico Horner's dog in on the show is because Nico Horner's dog is involved in one of my TFCs tonight. Oh. Interesting. Okay. So I, I will I will just share that right now and uh also hashtag in the chance while I, the chat while I'm doing this. Hashtag chance in the chat 
while I'm doing this. Um, so Jay Hay, this was actually tweeted out by Nico's Horner's dog. He got this on Jay Hay Love 22 via Instagram, and you can see our good old friend Asen Ward standing in front of his uh, and his new baseball academy. I'm just kidding. Of course, it says Jason Hayward, but you just can't read Jason Hayward in the. Oh, because he's got the J, J, like J Jay Hay is Hay. in a different color than the Ace and Ward. But yeah, you're right. right. In this picture, it, it looks, looks like looks like Ace and Ward. So uh, Nico Horner's dog printed this. Uh, he tweeted this out. Uh, Jason Hayward Baseball Academy is open in Chicago, Illinois, and um, somebody had to comment on it, of course, and said, "Teaching our students how to roll over on a double play grounder to second base since 2024." <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man can't do anything uh, nice. Can't. No, he, he's out there being his best self, giving back to a community he doesn't even live in anymore, and people are still giving him a hard time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cub fans, right? That's a definite TFC. That's a TFC. Um, so, uh, do we, did, did I skip something in our show? I mean, I gave away the prize. You know what? I didn't give away the Amazon thing. But I will do that next time. Right. Nobody, nobody cares. Amazon, the links were broken. They were broken, month. right? We didn't. They were. They we were, were having broken. Troubles. We, we've been having trouble, so we'll we'll deal with that next week. Um. So yeah. So we and also I. No, no. Let's just let's just go to. Uh, I don't have any announcements. Forget it. Let's just do TFC to get the hell out of here. I want to go over to Discord and hang out with everybody. Okay. We, well, then we, cut, we do we, actually have a new Cubsler. We have to put the new Cubsler out. See, I knew I was forgetting something. Okay, well, we're we're, we're surprisingly off script. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything got fucked up. It did. It did get fucked up at some point tonight. Not not that the fans would ever notice that I cut about seven things out of the script because we just kept Cody on forever. Yeah. Well, that was worth it. Totally. Absolutely. Um, Okay. So... Here's the new one. I hope this one is a little harder than the last one was because people were answering that one quick. All right. Good morning, Angels. There was just a chance for funky ball players to go two for two in the NLCS. Not in the hall, but he took his number. Danny, any any even inkling? Does this help you at all? Like you think there might be something there? Mm. I'll read it one more time and then we'll post it out on the socials and on discord. Uh, Okay. It starts like this. Good morning, angels. There was just a chance for funky ball players to go two for two in the NLCS, not in the hall, but he took his number. All right. I don't so, know. if you think you know the answer, email sunranto at gmail.com with the answer. Uh, and, and I'll you let you could know win you... Michael doing a, uh outgoing message for your voicemail with, in his incredible Carl Castle impersonation. And I've been having fun and, and posting those through the Patreon. So, can I just tell you something horrifying, though, that happened when I because I always go to sleep listening to history podcasts like they're just talking about, like, you know, the Crusades or something like that. And I'm like, I dose off like I'm in history class at high school and I'm like, you know, and uh, 
And then, but then when it ends, it auto plays like the next podcast. And the next <laughs> thing that was up was you being like, oh, I'm like, oh. it woke me up in the middle. I was like, oh, you bastard. Screaming Bernie Barron's name or. Yeah, it was Bernie Barron's. Yeah. Bernie Barron was the last one. <laughs> it was brutal. And, um, Hey, Artie, Mr. Fourth Row says, I finally made it by Amazon purchase through the site. Well, you'll be eligible to win this cute little Cubs thermos, but we'll do we'll do it next week because we're already running late. I want to oh, David Discord David Elliott says we forgot our players' grades for 2023 as well. Oh my god, we totally did. We gotta do that show before the next season starts. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're getting late in it. Yeah. How will they know what to do next year if we don't grade them for last year? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you have another TFC besides that? Oh, I oh do I? Oh, so, do you? Yeah. Well, I was watching this documentary <laughs> that I found on YouTube, Michael. It's this chi- it's this website where they got all these videos that you could watch. I oh, didn't know they had sports on there. They were making fun of me in the YouTube. They were they were making fun of me in the chat too because apparently they've got like every game since. <laughs> 1984 on there or something. I don't know. <laughs> you over there on Vimeo trying to look stuff up. <laughs> so I'm anyway. over here like trying to watch it in three minute increments on TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, I'm missing the fourth inning. So, um, yeah, I do have a, a TFC. So this one, I'm watching this uh, documentary about all the abuse that Japanese little leaguers and high school, all, all through all levels, have been taking for years and years and years as basically they've made the greatest players on the planet. I mean, and that's really what's happened. But they would Well, be- they've made a few great players, and the rest of those children are dead. Are dead. Exactly. <laughs> they, they are in a mass grave somewhere. No, it was disturbing. So, like, this video is disturbing, uh, and, and just to see what these kids, they pitch till their arm falls off. They train eight, nine, ten hours a day. They go as hard as they possibly can. And that's just the culture of baseball in that country. Um, and it, it shows it all in this documentary. It's, it's really fascinating. I forget the what, name of it right now. What's the name of the documentary? I forget. It's just something I randomly found. <laughs> okay. It, yeah, I, I didn't. I, maybe, maybe we should all watch it together. What, but, was it on YouTube? Yes. But that's just, why I didn't find it. That's why you could never <laughs> that's find why it. That's why I didn't see it. But I did screenshot something from the from the documentary, and it was this quote from this coach. And I was like, this is the Cubs motto for this next year. If players do not try so hard as to vomit blood during practice, then they cannot hope to win games. And I was oh my. like, yes, yes, this is what we're missing. <laughs> this is the freaking heart that this team needs. We, and, and we if got you're it. vomiting blood, I think you have Ebola. <laughs> this is <laughs> Ebola. Um, th- <laughs> but no, we have Shota Imanaga on this team who grew up bl- vomiting blood. We got Seiya Suzuki, also vomited blood through his entire childhood, and now they're going to win the World Series. The Blood Vomit Brothers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. I mean, I, I'm sorry. But a little bit more of this and a little bit less wearable tech. You know what I mean? Look, yeah, you know, look, well. Look, I'm just saying, like, come on. 
Like, for oh, some reason, oh, let's I don't... put Cade Horton, let's put his arm in a constant <laughs> sling so he doesn't put it out. You know, maybe, oh, don't let him uh, write any more, write any checks because he might sprain his arm writing a check. Well, I, you know what? I just got a text from Joe over at Obvious Shirts. He says, no, that's not going on a t-shirt, Danny. That is just not going to happen. <laughs> that is not obvious. It will not go on a t-shirt. I'm going to see, I'm going to need to see a little more blood vomit. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I mean, but look at this guy. Yeah, you know, he, he, he's like ancient. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's vomiting blood because he has stomach cancer. <laughs> he's ninety eight years old. Here's the thing, though, that man's had stomach cancer for sixty three years. <laughs> he's he's had it ever since he was a little leaguer. Exactly. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. All right. So, so here's I, what we oh, go ahead, hold on. Go ahead. I have a TFC. <laughs> Danny and his, he's like, I've got I've got the killer TFC of all time. All right. No. So the Craig Council hatred continues up oh, in uh, up in Milwaukee, and I just had to share it. Uh, Brewers fans put bags of dog poop under <laughs> Council's plaque. Hell yeah! And there's just a bunch of those different colored bags of. Well, I mean, it's nice that they're cleaning up the dog poop. But then they're just throwing it right there yeah, by the wall yeah, under Craig Council's. Exactly. And not to mention the fact that some poor sap's got to go pick that up. And, yeah. and like, what did you do? Like, you didn't hurt Council. You hurt the poor guy has got to pick it up. You know, what you should have done is smeared the, the plaque with your own feces. Now, that <laughs> is, like, some next-level behavior. Whatever happened to the ding-dong ditch and the bag of poop lit on fire on Council's step? Yeah. No, that, that, they're, they're wussing out out there, dropping it by a plaque a that plaque. he's probably never even seen. Yeah, yeah make, make Council have to come out and stop that thing out. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, and make it human. Seriously, make that poop human so he's just stepping to human poop. There's nothing more disgusting than that. Like, dog poop, everybody's done that, but human poop, that can make a man vomit blood. Now, hold on. We know that Brewers fans will piss in their own ballpark. Maybe it is human feces out there. Maybe what we're not seeing, because we didn't get the video, we just got the picture, there was a human just squatted right there before that picture was taken. Well, that that's just different then. <laughs> I don't know why. That's a, Brewers, that's a Brewers fan for you, just letting you know how much they hate Council Bean. On the Cubs. I love it. So we cut a million things from the show. Let's talk to about them a few at on Discord. One is the White Sox new stadium that they might get. That was cut from the show. Another was the fact that there will be no marquee network. Well, they'll be broadcasting the games, but they will be broadcasting them remotely, as is oh, my right. understanding. So I want to make fun of that. We have to talk a little bit about that. Um uh, I don't know, and whatever the hell else you guys want to talk about. But I, I thought that those uh, would be pretty funny topics because the White Sox finally admitted that their stadium is garbage and they need a new one. I have T-shirts older than the current White Sox stadium. <laughs> no. So, <laughs> like, uh, what a bunch of losers. So, uh, But do you know who wasn't a loser? 
Oh, wait. We got to give away the chance. I almost forgot that. Oh, my goodness. So, um, hold on. Let me get that up. This is your last chance to get into the chance. Yes, it is. Um, Hold on. I got to set it up. All right. Here we go. I got to share the screen. Oh, we were also going to talk about... uh, Special dates on the Cubs schedule. That was oh, the other yeah, thing. yeah, so that was another thing. We'll, yeah, we'll th- talk about that in the Discord. Yeah, well, when I was going out on, uh, on through the calendar, uh, I really did notice that there's some kind of abnormalities and things that are, I think, going to come into play next year that would be worth talking about. So here we go. We're picking the chance. Thanks to everybody that tuned in tonight. All right, I'm seeing and- some new names in there. I love it. And who's going to win? Captain Charisma 1988. Congratulations, Captain. You've won before. So congratulations on winning again. Maybe we'll see you over in the Discord. Discord, of course, is only for our Patreon members. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. If you want to be a part of our little club house, we have a good time over there. Great people. Great conversation. And uh, you know who I had a conversation this week with? Uh, Lloyd C., who went on Jeopardy and won uh, oh, Jeopardy. The, the, he was the champion. The, big, the Jeopardy Cubs fan. Yeah, and uh, he also dropped the mic uh, on after Albert Pujols' big bald head on the show. It was great. Crawley had an awesome interview with him on the Fly the W podcast. So go, go give that a listen. And I wrote him a little song, so I'm going to play it right now. We're going to go over to Discord and hang out. Um, here is... Lloyd C. on Jeopardy, my new parody song, and I think that's it. So, Spagog. That's it? Spagog! Plugged his 700th home run in 2022, his last season in Major League Baseball. Lloyd. Who is the wretched Albert Pujols? Wow, yes. Lloyd's the dude, answering the clues, while rooting for the Cubs. Go Cubs. Mark in St. Louis, Lloyd's bleeding Kirby Blue. Team he loves Go Cubs. with a question as an answer. He made the Cardinal fans cry. Who is the wretched Albert Pujols? He said, Go Cubs, I drop in a mic, mic, mic. Boy, T on Jeopardy. Wretched. Jeopardy, wretched, ooh, 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 